Hello, Michlelet. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to another amazing episode of Modcast featuring myself, Mayrov Janice, um, coming at you live from my stern dorm in New York. So that's really exciting. I am so excited to be here again learning Torah with you all. It is such a success, and I cannot wait to get into this parak. Okay, so before we get started, let me just start by saying that majority of everything that I'm about to say is from Rabbi Trump. If you don't know, he has a Nachyomi Shear. It's actually an app, and he posts like a Shear every single day. Highly, highly recommend it. Any of you guys in my Chabura know that I talk about Nachyomi literally every single day and cannot recommend doing it enough and rabbi trump actually is one that does it and it's so funny because i'm actually up to tehillim right now and then when i was asked to do this modcast i was like oh my gosh what a coincidence so fun so here we are okay so we are up to parak tetzayan parak 16 okay so let me just get out my notes this parak is essentially about immense, immense amunah mitachon in a Kaddish Baruch but not just amunah mitachon, a deep sense of like reliance and trust and a knowledge and an awareness that Hashem is so intricately involved in every aspect of our lives. So just to start, this parak is 11 psukim and it's really divided into three main sections. So the first section is from Pasuk Aleph till and it's the main the main point of these of, of this first section is basically speaking about how David HaMelech avoided temptation with Avodah in his life. But Rabbi Trump points out that when Tehillim and this parak specifically refer to the term Avodah it's not necessarily talking about idol worship. Avodah can also be placing your trust in something other than Hashem. The example that Rabbi Trump gave was weather, for example, like saying, oh my gosh, the forecast is saying this, so that means this is going to happen. And it's, and it's removing Hashem from the situation when, when we know that Hashem is so actively involved in every situation. But really, Avodah Zara is not just about bowing down to an idol, but it's also about placing your trust in something other than Hashem and letting other, and letting other like immense, intense things affect your life and what you do. The second section in this parak is from parak. No, sorry. The second chapter. Kidding. Delete that. The second section in this parak is from pasuk hey until pasuk chet. And essentially, this section of the parak is talking about David Hamelach. Basically, David HaMelech is expressing his thankfulness for his lot in life. It's not just him saying, thank you, Hashem, for, for everything, but it's David HaMelech saying, thank you, Hashem, for exactly what you have given me specifically. And we're going to talk about this more a little bit later, but really that is such a bracha to be able to look at your life and say that Hashem has given me exactly what I need and and that person exactly what they need, and they, no one else can take away what I need and what Hashem has given to me. Shout out to my Chabura, Racheli, and Ayala. We learn Pirkei Avos together every single week, and we just learned one of my actual favorite Mishnayot ever. And this is Mishnah Dalid. No kidding. It's Perak Dalad, Mishnah Aleph. Sorry about that. And at the end, it says, Ezehu Ashir Hasameach Bechalka'o. 
And the translation of that is who is happy, someone who is happy with their share. The commentary on this says, one who graciously accepts whatever God gives him is constantly happy. Sorry about the drilling in the background. Such a person does not allow himself to be caught up in a senseless pursuit of pleasures and possessions. The truly wealthy person is a contended one. For what good is wealth if it does not provide happiness? I personally love that because I think it always reminds me to be happy and to just be so thankful for what Hashem has given to me because ultimately Hashem knows what's best for me the most. And that relates to the second section in our parak because in the second in the second section of our parak it's talking about how David HaMelech was so thankful for specifically what he was given in life. And that's not to say that David HaMelech had the most perfect life. I think we can all agree that he did not have such a perfect life. But despite all the hardships that he went to, he saw Hashem's goodness in his life and everything around him. So he was so thankful. He had so much of Karasatov because he said, okay, my life isn't perfect, but Hashem knows me and loves me and has given me exactly what I need and what I deserve. And for that, he was so thankful. The third section in this parak stems from Pasuk Tet until Yud Aleph. And this third section is basically about the happiness and trust in Hashem's protection. In other words, this section is about the trust one has in Hashem's protection and the happiness that that brings to a person. Sorry, they're really drilling something right next to me and it's very distracting. What this section is telling us is that when you trust in Hashem's plan, you are not anxious, you are not nervous, because you know that ultimately it is up to no one and nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and there's no other power in this world but Him. So what is going to happen, the best thing that's supposed to happen is going to happen, because Hashem is in charge of everything. I actually think this beautifully relates to the Beis Halevi's Amunan Bitachon. I know I feel like I'm a broken record because I talk about the same like forest farm all the time. But if you guys have not read the Bisa Levi on Amun Abitachon, please go read it. It is the best safer ever. And in Parak Chafbez, the, the chapter is Darachayshar Be'ish Tzara'ah, the, the way for the upright to act in the times of difficulty. And the Bisa Levi talks about how should you act? How should your Amun Abitachon be when you are in a time of difficulty, when you're in a time of Tzara'ah? The base Halevi answers, Yisbonin ba'achtas habura asher ein on milvado. He says that in a time of tsara, in a time of questioning, of difficulty, you should confirm in, in your heart that there is none other than a Kaddish Baruch And not only is Hashem the only force in this world, but he's the only one to whom we can seek help from. There's a quick story that I wanted to share on the Briska Rav, actually about Enel Milvado, that I just wanted to share really fast. Um, the story is told of the Briska Rav, who was fleeing Europe during World War II with his young children, and they did not have all their papers in order. They were on a train, desperately trying to escape, and the Briska Rav instructed his children to review in their minds constantly that ain't old Milvado, assuring them that as long as they focus on this belief, no harm would befall them. At one point, officers began to approach them to ask for their papers, and the family realized that they had been briefly distracted from their focus on anal Milvado. They redirected their thoughts, and the officials left them alone. I love that story because it goes to show the power of just believing in Hashem and that He can save you from truly any tzara. 
There's another commentary on this that I want to share with you guys that I love so much. I have it underlined and highlight and highlighted, which if you're in my Chabura, then you know that that means that it that it's good stuff. If it's highlighted and underlined. The comment says, it is not enough that one recognize Hashem's ability to help him, but he also must recognize that no, that no one other than Hashem can help him. The Beis Halevi teaches that one must believe that there is absolutely nothing in this world that can help him other than Hashem. All a person's assets and connections can be proven useless in a moment. Only Hashem is not limited by anything, for he has the absolute unlimited ability and power to do anything. Also, last thing I wanted to add on this is the Nefesh Achaim actually writes that contemplating the belief of Enon Milvado has the effect of eliminating all negative forces, emphasizing that this is a profound concept and wondrous segula. And if you know me, you know that I love segula, so I, I would take this into account. So back to our parak, I actually wanted to focus on two more things. The first word of the parak, Michtam David, what does that mean? A lot of prakimin to Helam start with phrases like Mizmor la David, but what is a Michtam la David? So Rashi actually gives four different answers that I really like and that were well interesting. So the first answer that Rashi provides is that the word Michtam is actually a combination of two different words. The first word is Mika and the second word is Tam, that, that it's a pure wound that Rashi says that David HaMelech came into this world so perfect. But Rashi doesn't really think that that's what the word means. So the second alternative that he gives is that Michtam is a different, it's, a, it's another combination of Mach and Tam. These two words, meaning humble and pure, showing that this is what David HaMelech truly embodied. The third option that he gives is that Michtam was, was simply just the instrument that David HaMelech used to write this mizmor. The last option that Rashi gives, which is what he feels is the correct option, is that Michtam is another word for Keter. It's another word for crowning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for crowning his glory. And I wanted to note one more thing in this parak, which is a pasuk that we see everywhere in all of our shuls. We, we say it a lot. It's a very known pasuk, and it's pasuk chet. What does this pasuk actually mean? The pasuk means, I am ever mindful of the Lord's presence. What does that mean? So a fun fact is that actually this is the first thing that we read in Shulchan Aruch. We know that the first thing the Shulchan Aruch tells us is Yisgaber Ka'ari. And the Torah then comments on that and then says, So the question that I asked is, what do the two really have to do with one another? What's the, what's the connection? And I think the connection is that when you truly believe that Hashem is, is standing in front of you, that you are always in the presence of a Kadesh Baruch Hu, that you're going to act differently. You're going to think differently. You're going to be a different person. And, and this starts the second you get up in the morning, the second you you start your day to serve a Kadesh Baruch Hu. We say in that our greatest desire is just to serve you, Hashem. That's all we want to do. And a way in which we can serve Hashem is through remembering this Pasuk, this Pasuk that tells us that Hashem is in every single part of our lives, that He is He's included, He is involved, He's an active member of every single thing that we do. 
And not only is Hashem involved in every single thing in the best way, but also, like we were saying before, in our times of Tzara, uh, Pasuk Yud in this parak says, Kilot hazov nafshi, that Hashem will not leave me, He will not abandon me. And the last Pasuk I just want to talk about for a minute because I love, love this Pasuk. This Pasuk, fun fact, is written in my sitter and I say it every single day because it's such a CW Pasuk. CW meaning chill worthy. The last Pasuk says, Tozi'ini orachai, and that Hashem, you will teach me your ways. Sheva simchus espanacha, that in your presence is perfect joy. Ni'imupia men. Nope, just kidding. Just kidding, sorry. Na'imupia minacha natsach, that delights are ever in your right hand, Hashem. So I wanted to focus on the second line that says, In your presence is perfect joy. What does that line mean? So my personal interpretation of that Pasuk is that when we do mitzvot, when we come close to Hashem, that is when we are in his presence. And that is when we will get the most simcha. Because ultimately, true simcha, true happiness comes, as Rav Ephraim Goldberg says, when you are doing what you know you are supposed to be doing. I think overall, this parak of Tehillim is a parak of tremendous amunah mitachon. And it's also a parak of so, so much chizak. It's such good chizak for wherever you are in life to know that A, Hashem has given you exactly what you need, and B, to know that Hashem has your back. Hashem is in control, and He has your best interest at heart. And the last comment that I just wanted to end off with is back in the Beis Halivi. And the Beis Halivi says, that Hashem will surely do whatever ever is necessary for his benefit. And together with the base Halevi and together with this parak of Tehillim, Bezrat Hashem, we should all feel Hashem's love and koach. And we should all feel so enveloped by his goodness. And Emirat Hashem, I will see all of you guys so soon at the reunion. I'm so excited. Wishing everyone the most amazing, amazing Shabbos. And see you guys soon.